The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by mandatory minimum 18-hour workdays with guaranteed unpaid overtime. Where sexual assault is so common, you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, anorexia, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, and excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have these or any other side effects, please speak to your therapist, because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. G'day, guys. It's always really, like, stressful for me for some reason doing that intro. I'm Summer Helene. You are on Behind the Scenes. We have a special guest co-host today, Bear Fiorda. Welcome to the show. Bear, how you doing? Very good, and I'm happy to be back. I've had a lot of people writing in asking what's going on with Paul. He's not feeling so good. Um, I will give you some updates as soon as I can on him. But we have a whole lot going on in the news today. Uh, as if 2020 did not take an, enough from us, it took Eddie freaking Van Halen. Oh, I'm nuts. I mean, if you're going to talk about rock gods, he has to be in there. He set a whole genre of music up for success. Like, you just, like, 2020, dude. The, what what else do you want from us? Seriously, enough. I, you better stay the hell away from Betty White. I'm not kidding. Oh, no, I forgot about Betty White. She's the last one of the Golden Girls, too. We can't Yeah, I'm like, I'm, like, knocking. Like, nothing has happened to Betty White. She, it's cool. Knock on wood, everyone that's listening. Like, 2020, I've had enough of your shit already. Like, enough. Yeah, but you ever heard of Betty White when she's... Uncensored and uncut, though. I don't think 2020 or coronavirus is that dumb. Mm. No, she's got a dirty mouth. She was making <laughs> um, racially subversive jokes at the uh, William Shatner roast, and it was fantastic. She was uh, making jokes about Michelle Richards. She was making jokes about having sex with William Shatner. She's the funniest freaking woman. I, I happen to love her. Uh, speaking of funny women, uh, let's talk about Donald Trump. I'm sorry, that's an insult oh. to women everywhere. Uh, I don't know. He's I was just about being to say, how dare you insult funny women everywhere? He's being a girl. He's be- well, no, I shouldn't say being a girl. He's being a baby. He's being a big, fat baby. Um, essentially, he's upset because Joe Biden doesn't want to do the debate, right? Uh, because right. Jo- Joe Biden's like, yes, I will debate you, but I'm not going to go meet you in person, you freaking, you know, uh, typhoid Mary woman. Like, that's why I keep calling him a woman. Like, he is typhoid Mary. Um, he's like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go meet you because I don't want to die. Like, I, I don't want COVID. I'm an old guy. I'm, I'm not going to do that. So we'll do um, a virtual debate. And Donald Trump's like, well, I'm not doing a virtual debate because they can cut off my microphone. So the whole second presidential debate was canceled because of the disagreement over the format. Um, essentially, Donald Trump just went, I'm going to take my ball and go home. 
You know, I got I, I tell you this, and it may not be the most popular opinion. I'm very happy he chose not to go through with this. You know, Joe Biden, I, I like this guy, and I hope he wins, of course, not just to get rid of Trump, because I actually agree with some of his policies, if not most of them. It's you are just, a he's got Sanders that temper. Fan. I know I am. I'm trying to work with you here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got a temper, and that's one of my favorite things about him, is that he has a temper, but it doesn't convey well when you're the president or a politician in general. And so I know, especially in person, Trump is difficult. Can you imagine how often you can cut Joe off online? And then there's internet connection, there's dropouts, there's time between them speaking where they hear the other person. Oh, Donald Trump would run a train you're, you're, on, on Joe. You're worried that Joe Biden's going to be an asshole. Yes. And so <laughs> I'm happy because with Trump dropping out, now Joe looks strong and he doesn't soil his uh, potential presidency by looking like an ass. Which, by the way, I don't think him telling Donald Trump to shut up makes him an ass. I think it makes him a speaker of the public. But uh, yeah, I, I think I know, think the point that he was like, just shut up. Will you just shut up, man? The whole world was just like, I get it. <laughs> um, Everyone was so happy then, about it. And then there's the uh, viral trend right now about uh, flies sitting on a pile of shit on top of uh, on top of um, Pence's head. I'd like to remind everyone: every time we use bad language on this show, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and Free MMA. Jarrett's, our uh, order, our special guest host, uh, non-profit. So remember, we swear because we care. We're, we're doing it for right the children. Do. <laughs> it's, it's not, you're not getting money for that one. Um, so <laughs> I don't get it when I say, come on. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, the, the essential point is I just want, I want Joe Biden to look as powerful and calm and collected as possible. And if that means Trump has to, you know, pussy out of some, uh, online debates, sure, go ahead, drop out, buddy. You're already going to lose anyways, but you know, make yourself look worse. I, I do have to say, and where I am with this, I expected more from Pence. I know I'm going to get hate mail, but I expected more from Pence than what he did at the debate. He's a longtime politician. When he got with Donald Trump, I genuinely believed, like, I, I'm not a fan of Mike Pence. I don't agree with his politics. But in my brain, I kind of put him in the same category as like Mitt Romney and John McCain and those guys that are like really believe in what they're saying. And I, I just, I, I don't see that anymore. You know, at some point he may have, that may have been who Mike Pence was. But you have to remember, this is no longer the Republican party. This is now the party of Trump. And so these guys follow him religiously for a multitude of reasons, be it fear, potential power, the uh, endorsement from Trump himself in their own endeavors. They're not after what's best for the public. I was having this conversation with someone earlier today. It's not about the people and what they need. It's about what's going to benefit them the most. And if that means opening up certain places, even though Corona is still running rampant, so be it. If that means I need to discourage people from wearing masks because it gets me more and more money or support of our president, so be it. They don't care. They care what helps them, not us. You know, I don't uh, – I, I was not a fan of um – of, uh, of what's his face of, of George W. Bush. I was not a fan of George W. Bush, but I like him now that he's not president a lot better. And one of the things I found most interesting is I, as much as I do not like his policies, even with problems from George W. Bush, Herbert Hoover, like you, you, there have been some dumbass presidents, but 
I've never been able to look at a president and say, you just don't give a shit. You're not trying to do what's best by America. At least they're trying to usually, even selfishly, leave their own legacy. Like they're trying to do something that will, you know, mark them through history. They're trying to trying to leave a legacy, trying to get people to love them. And I just oh, don't no, see Trump's that with Trump. That. He's just not the way we need him to. I'm just saying he's the first president of the United States that I've been able to look at and say, I don't think he's doing what he thinks is best even. He's just he's no. just not that guy. And we've all had oh, bad no, leaders. Like shot. America's just America's just young. We just thought you guys would like skip that step. Like the rest of us have done it. We're like, okay, we've had bad leaders, you know. I mean, I, I had a prime minister that was in the Guinness World Book of Records for beer. He was also a dumbass. Uh, his name was Bob Hawke. You guys can Google him. Um, but I, I, we really thought like America would skip that step. And apparently, no, you are going to do what the rest of the world has done. We just did it a few hundred years ago. And now I hope that we are the brains to not let it happen again. But we have some stubborn, dumbass people in this country that are just, you know, we're going to, we're going to win. I know it. We're going to get Joe Biden in. Hopefully we take the house and Senate too. And then next election, where there's going to be another pushback. We're just at such a tipping point because we put so much emphasis on our political parties. It runs our lives. What If you're a Democrat, you can't do this. You have to think this. You're a Republican, same thing. And it's so ingrained in us that we're going to go right now. We're going to be pushing and pushing back against one another. until finally, one party is going to take that's, over like Trump's trying to do permanently. And I'm afraid it's going to be the Republicans. Well, the Democrats aren't prone to do it. They're kind of wimpy. Um, but yeah, I will say, like, I'm like, and no, and not, I usually not those vote Democrat. Democrats, not, not your people's political We party. don't My have God, that. We can't. have liberals and labor. And let me tell you something. We throw wigs at each other in parliament. We are badass. Um, we have you our old guys throwing wigs at each other. We, a little bit. Yeah. But we were started by convicts. Um, I, I will <laughs> say though, after the, after the, the plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan and some of these militia groups forming. I'm seeing a part of America I didn't know was there. And it really, really breaks my heart. I thought America was, was kind of past that in a way. I'm really, and by the yeah. way, I'm, I'm horrified someone wanted to kidnap the governor. Like that, that is Did you awful. hear her response? Her response yeah. was beautiful. Are you kidding? That is exactly how you stand up to that kind of nonsense. You don't pay it mind. You don't feed it. I, I, think that's I, get, it. I, get, I get that same kind of feeling from back when they had the initial civil rights movements. And that is, hey, we're doing a peaceful protest. They're going to beat us. They're going to hurt us. We're not going to retaliate and we're going to stand strong. We're not going to start making this a war on our own home front. That could easily have been much bigger. And she shut that shit down. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. I will. I'll give you that. I'm just... I don't know. I think the media is, is giving too much air to Trump. I think he's a fire. And what you do with a fire is you stop feeding it air. If they just ignored him, it would be better. Like To a degree, Trump, is, and I'm so friggin' exhausted. I would like to get back to a point where I don't care about politics. I don't want to care about politics. I work in entertainment. Like My biggest problem should be, oh, celebrity scandal. Someone's been hired to fix it. Like, that's supposed to be my biggest problem on a day-to-day. Not, look, there's a pandemic and an idiot in charge. And, wow. we've got a bunch of, and we've got a bunch of entertainment people, myself and Bear included, 
talking about politics because it's gotten so entwined with with our with our entertainment with our media i just want to go back to to making people famous to to bagging on the kardashians and to jared punching stuff well people mostly i oh i did say i do miss our conversations about who would be the best fighter ever you know i really do miss that but uh 2020 is taking over Maybe 21 will be better, you know. Oh, no, no, it won't be. We're about to hit our, our drinking age. Everyone loses their mind on their 21st birthday. Good God. Well, everyone said America wanted to do, be the, have the 20s be the, re, you know, the revamp of uh, Art Deco and the, and the 1920s. Boy, did we do it. Ugh. Ugh. Except Who came up with that? We had a superb president. Except for, like, Herbert Hoover coming in and Hooverville popping up and the crash that came later. Just saying. Okay, yeah. yeah I, I more met with Teddy and then following okay. uh, Roosevelt and then Truman. I'll, I'll give you Teddy. All the, right, we are going to go to break when we come superstars. back. The real Okay, I agree. We're going to go to break when we come back. We're going to be chatting a little bit more about the news. We're going to be talking about who's screwing who in Hollywood because that's a thing right now. Everyone's really, really bored. And we're going to be talking about Brad Pitt's new polyamorous girlfriend, which is a huge thing. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my special guest co-host, Bear Fiorda, and we'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You 
are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my special guest co-host, Bear Fiorda, talking about all things Hollywood, a little bit of politics, because that seems to have bled over. And we're going to talk a little bit about Kim Kardashian West, who needs just a minute to regroup, because keeping up with the Kardashians is coming to an end. She's nursing Kanye through coronavirus, and she's about to turn 40. So I can tell oh, you... Oh, wow, she's uh, adult, huh? Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's about to turn forty, so she's having just a little bit of a of a freak out, and she needs to regroup. And I kind of get that. Well, Jessica Simpson just turned forty and lost a hundred pounds. I happen to love Jessica Simpson. She's one of my favorite women in Hollywood, um, like of all time. She's one of my favorite favorite people. I happen to love Jessica pounds. Simpson. Well, she's great. Well, she, and all. I can't deny that. But hundred pounds is dramatic. Like wow. At that point, you're starting to have aspects of like loose skin and whatnot. She she did okay. She uh so she tends to put on a lot of weight when she's pregnant. Right. Okay. And so in in t- she she really when she's pregnant puts on. She's a very petite woman, and uh, she she puts it on. Well, you know, good honor. Not many people can have that kind of dedication. Even in uh, yeah, even in your industry in Hollywood, I see plenty of actors who fluctuate up and down, not just for roles, just. You know, even when they get a step out of work, there's nothing going on. They blow it up, and then they get some kind of work if they go back to it. Uh, Are you calling me fat again? And maintaining that. Uh, no, I did not call you fat. I'm just fat. saying, I, you... I just I put on weight during quarantine. Like, now I have to go to a trainer and get everything fixed because I have to go back out in public look, again. I'm just saying. <laughs> look, if it, it's obviously on your mind if you're taking that much offense to it. I, I, you, you put the inflection, <laughs> you put inflection on what I said. That's fine. <laughs> Um, but I, I think, yeah, you're right. A lot of people, I think you fluctuate when you do carpets. I mean, you're always, there's this point where you're always having to look a certain way. It's hard. It really is. But your body's part of your job. And I'm saying this, I know I'm saying this to like an MMA fighter. Your body literally is your job. You know how hard it is. Didn't you just put on like 30 pounds? I was just about to say, although I'm now (laughs) slightly offended because you said it, uh, (laughs) that, yeah, you know, I, I felt really great early into this quarantine. Not necessarily great because of quarantine, but I, had, I was down to almost fight weight. My goal was to kind of just hang out there and wait for the next bout. And then, you know, it wasn't coming. People uh, couldn't do it safely. So I'm, I got a little bit less careful, less careful. I'm still getting muscle. I'm still physically working out. But the food, the food got to me. And, you know, <laughs> I just stepped on the scale one day and I was 20 pounds heavier. Like, oh, God, I got to fix this. And then... I stepped on a scale again when I felt like the next day and I was 30 pounds heavier and that's when I decided, <laughs> well, I got a problem. I got, I got, I got to knock my shit off. <laughs> so what have you done? So what you've done with your quarantine, what I'm getting from this is what you've done with quarantine is cheesecake. I've gotten super great at social media and cheesecake. You can't let, you can't <laughs> say one without the other. You, you can. Lots of people do. All right. Well, it's for my feelings. So, you know. Okay. We'll lie to you. Uh, speaking of social yes. media, Brad yes, Pitt's man. girlfriend is being vilified. Like, okay, so she's married. She's in a polyamorous relationship. Uh, her husband's cool with her dating Brad Pitt. This is the thing that's going on. Um, well, yeah, it's Brad Pitt. 
I mean, that husband obviously wants something out of it, whether it's Brad Pitt himself or a career. Um, no, actually, he's he's fine. She's fine. Um, it just seems to be that they have a polyamorous relationship. The wife was dating other people before Brad Pitt. Is that guy a cuck? Mm, Brad Pitt? No. No. The husband. No, dude. Some people just really do like polyamorous relationships. I'm guessing you are the me, Tarzan, you, Jane, me, hit you in the head with club type of well, guy. Well, the way I see it. Here's the way I got to look at it. If you're entering a polyamorous relationship, that means the other party is getting something sexually gratifying out of it. So he's either enjoying that Brad Pitt's abusing his wife or he likes to look at Brad Pitt. There's not abusing, I should say. That's, that's, a, that's a BDSM more like term for, an, uh, or actually a pornography term, not BDSM. But basically, he has to like Brad Pitt banging his wife because he likes to watch Brad Pitt or he likes to watch her get taken by other men. No, it's polyamorous. He's sleeping with other women. It's a polyamorous relationship. Do you know what polyamorous means? Uh, I do know what polyamorous means. Hence, I'm saying they get something out of it. It's just an open relationship. I think you spend way too much time in your little BDSM community. That's all I'm getting. I may be putting too much thought into this. Not, that, that, that's a very reasonable situation. <laughs> I think uh, you're putting way I, I too much thought do you secretly want to sleep with Brad Pitt? It's cool if you do. I kind of I guess of I just <laughs> I guess I just couldn't imagine uh, being in the in being in that shoes because I I want that one person who's special uh, or I wouldn't want to be involved completely. So it's either you're mine or you know we both have many and we just kind of hook up on the weekend. But to uh, be in a serious relationship while doing that, I, everyone's got their little list, right? Where everyone says, "Oh, I if I could sleep with this person, you know, it, it'd be a free pass, right?" Well. Apparently she got well, hang hers, on, hang but... on. Luke, Luke Evans is my whole list. And, you know, he's gay. So it, nobody else should be allowed to have a list if I can't have mine. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> like, Convers- like, as we talked about last time, conversion therapy, you know? It, yeah, it's I'm like, I'm sure, conversion. Just so I can sleep with him, we will try conversion therapy. Sure, it's immoral. It's illegal. It doesn't work. It's a horrific, torturous, awful thing to do to someone. But it's worth it if I get to sleep with Luke Evans. Now, hold on. It's only torturous <laughs> if someone whistleblows on what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that is how they were handling it. Good God, it's terrible. Can you believe that? Oh, uh, yeah, sort of I thing? know. Do you know Mike Pence supported that? Mike, and that, that actually bothered me. So That's did right, uh, Betsy did. DeVos. He did support yeah, that. Yeah, so did Betsy DeVos. It was, so conversion therapy, for those that don't know, is taking a perfectly normal, functional human being who just happens to be homosexual and convincing them that there is something psychologically wrong with them they used to use electroshock treatment to do this and then um, torturing them until they are functionally saying they are straight, sort of. Like, it, it's a horrific thing to do. And it was a very dark joke for uh, Bear and I to be making, but it, it really is, um, it really does happen. And, and it's horrible. Well, you know, and, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Uh, there, there are support groups for people that have been through it. If it's something you've suffered through, find a support group. And there are charities if you guys want to give uh, money to help people um, stop this. So it, it should not still be going on. It is a horrific thing. Um, I mean, truly, truly horrific. Somehow we got from... convicted pedophiles go through that. It wouldn't work, but, you know, be part of the punishment. <laughs> <laughs> so your new plan is to torture pedophiles. Right, what they did to those kids is not far off. 
I'm, I'm not disagreeing that portion. Uh, Alexis is in the background. For those that can't hear her, Alexis is in the background (laughs) saying we should use Dwayne Johnson's machine. For those that haven't seen it, there is an SNL skit. It's one of my favorite skits of all time. Um, Dwayne Johnson's character creates a child molesting robot. Uh, We could maybe use that on the pedophiles, not on the kids, on the pedophiles. But if you haven't seen that skit on SNL, it is one of the most controversial and it is really, really, really funny. At least I think it but is. It if you can't take dark humor, don't. <laughs> but it would molest pedophiles twice. It would molest them twice as many, and it would take half the time. You know, like I said, The Rock sued me twice, <laughs> so I'm not like a huge fan of his, but I like that skit, and the, you know, it made me like him better. His people sued me twice. Lex is like in the background, don't blame him, it was his people. He controlled his people. Um, and somehow we went from... Uh, Brad Pitt and his girlfriend being tortured to this. Oh, you know, conversion therapy, pedophilia. But anyways, yeah, I don't think I could do a polyamorous relationship. So good on him. Obviously, Brad Pitt's looking to expand his repertoire of sexual uh, interests. And uh, I'm happy he found a family that was suitable for him. So he's not involved with the dude. He's just involved with the chick. Like, it's not like, it's not like a group thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think we need to explain what? polyamory to you. Like, you know how you explain I BDSM to me? You're was... like, this is how this works? I think we need to Hold explain polyamory to you. I that he and the man were doing stuff. All I said is I'm happy he found a family that's willing to work with him. Yeah, this, this, this works about as well as Steve Buscemi playing a teenager on screen. There's a great skit as well, if you guys want to look for it. It's Steve Buscemi, and he's walking around going, how do you do, fellow kids? Um, it's great. But there are a lot of actors that had that issue. Stocker Channing in Greece. Like, there. can you think of any times? Like, okay, that's our question for the day. If you can think of times in uh, film and television that someone really failed at playing a teenager... Like that was their that was their thing. They failed at playing a teenager. I want you to write in, and we'll tell you about uh, we'll tell you about it, and we'll give you a ride at Off Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California, or a float at True Rest, Sedona, and Las Vegas. And Las Vegas, you can use it at any True Rest float spa. Tell us when a te- someone failed at playing a teenager, um, and we'll give you one of those any uh, that you want. And I do want to give a quick shout out. Thank you to Palm Springs. Grip and Lighting, thank you to Asper Mills Bakery. Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon, thank you for fixing me. Quarantine's been terrible to me. Um, thank you to the to Marie Ricky Collection. I know, he, you just went there today. Thank you to the Marie Ricky Collection, the Oasis Inn and Suites, Off-Road Rentals, of course, does our giveaways. So does True Rest. And Scott Haskin, thank you for the awesome music. Uh, Jared, do I you like want to... I know he's awesome. Do you want to ask? So I picked one question for the day. Now you pick a question and we will go to break. No, I pick a question. Okay. Uh, is it, can it be a question or, or a request? Like tell us this experience and tell us this thing. Okay. You can, anything you want. Anything I want. Okay. So since I can't comprehend or get someone entering a polyamorous relationship, uh, tell me from your own experience, maybe the experience of someone, you know, something you don't understand about people's interest in the bed. Please do not send naked photos. They come to me. I've learned this the hard way. Um, I, I'm just saying. Send your best angle of your PP to someone. No, 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 no. They no, will actually no, do it. Do you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, some of them will act. 
Bear is okay. Now we're gonna have the next one's gonna be who can beat up Bear. That's gonna be our next contest. Uh, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be on with a comedian and an author. He started his path to success, launching launching his first entertainment website in '97. He's worked in the entertainment industry for 10 years. He shifted uh, shifted his life and business. His profile went viral on TikTok. He started publishing books. He's written 44 books so far with more to come. They are some of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Brad is a practicing vegan and animal lover. He enjoys manly pursuits, sports cars, video games, that sort of thing, uh, as well as manicures and pedicures. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my special guest co-host, Bear Fjorda. Alexis, did you misspell this? I'm, I'm like looking at one yeah. of the posts today. I'm like looking at what she's done. Like you've tagged the wrong person in the post. Oh, no. She has. We're looking for uh, Brad Goss. He's our guest today. And Alexis okay. uh, tagged someone named Brad Gross. Well, you know, I've actually, I've accidentally endorsed, uh, was it Cinnamon Toast Crunch before? So mistakes can be made from time to time. <laughs> you, you, never did, know. you did actually endorse Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I've never heard of anyone doing that. It's not the weirdest thing, though. Now, Rebel Wilson, she's now, she's lost a bunch of weight. She's got a uh, romance with the Anheuser-Busch air. So she's doing okay. pretty awesome now. But she has endorsed some very strange stuff. 
she kept trying to, uh, she was trying to make this joke about an Australian kiss. And the joke is an Australian kiss is just a French kiss down under. And so I think she was uh, <laughs> making it to us, to Zac Efron. That's a pretty. At, at an award show, the problem was, I believe it may have been the Teen Choice Awards or the Nickelodeon Awards. It was probably received as well as we first think, but I bet in her mind that played out so much better. Oh, no, she, she apologized. <laughs> figured. I thought it was funny. I'm but, you saying. know, I, it's a great joke, but you have to know, you have to mean it. You know, I, in my mind, there was no misconception about what that joke meant. I think everybody knows what that joke meant. <laughs> uh, so they're really pushing well, this show called Emily Zach. in Paris. Say it again. We're, they're really pushing this show called Emily in Paris, and I have no idea why. Well, I saw that trend going around on TikTok, and I thought it was just literally somebody going to Paris, maybe just some famous influencer going to Paris itself. Uh, I didn't realize it was a TV show. That's, that's news to me. Hmm. Well, it's it was- everyone, the whole world's seen, you know, seen this new show. It's about an American in Paris. And I think okay. what's so interesting to me about is it's, my whole job is selling. Like, if you want to be famous, I'm the man for you. Except, well, the woman. Um, I'm, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm, I'm the man for you. My whole job is to make people famous. What I do all day is, I don't even do it for them. I just consult. My whole job is I tell them, you do this, you do this, you do this. People will pay you attention. I'm very okay. good at it. I've yet to be wrong. And I'm watching how um, they've, they've done this Emily in Paris thing. And I'm like, those bastards stole my entire advertising you know, program, how I usually do it. And I'd like to know. Really? Yeah, I want to know what son of a bitch did this. They're brilliant. Well, at least you know they're going to be successful. Of course they are. Um, I'm excellent. <laughs> but I'd like to know. I'm like, who did this? I, I guarantee you, one of the people, one person, we have at least one person um, from my old group of people, and because everyone's shifting studios right now and everyone's bored. Right. I'm like, you know it's someone I worked with. So I'm like, this is exactly what I do. <gasps> Uh, I'll bet you it's one of my old bosses. I'll bet you it's one of my old bosses. Those monsters. Um, well, they I hired you for a reason. Much. I know. They trained me. I can't really complain. I'll bet you. I'm going to tell you guys next week. We are getting on with our very special guest, Brad Goss. Brad, Brad, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. i got to tell you. Um, so apparently Alexis tagged some guy named Brad Gross. So she's done really poorly on social. She's messed up the social media so far, but we'll get that fixed. Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? I happen to be a big fan. You helped get me through quarantine. I love your stuff. Thank you. Um, I'm a, um, I guess, a social media comedian. I make jokes on TikTok and I write uh, children's books. Are they really children's books, though? Yeah, that that's a stretch of the tongue, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I like your I guess books. it depends. I guess it depends on uh, who we consider children and uh, what kind of parents we're dealing with. And I, I, in some cases, they are children's books. Yes. Oh, that's worse. That's worse. <laughs> I have had people tell me I got, they bought them for their kids. Oh. Well, that's just it. You have a good message behind what you're saying. 
and I actually something I noticed that in was like why daddy hits mommy. That was a it's a powerful message just conveyed in a non conventional way. Right. Yeah, I, I adopted a couple of kids and I, I can tell you. Um I wouldn't let them read those books, but I do. I'm the kid that reads those books. I read really right. like some them. people don't let their kids watch South Park and some people do, right? That's true. No, can you tell everyone a little bit about the kind of books? If if they because if, if they haven't looked you up, they're not going to know what we're talking about. Can you tell everyone a little bit about your books and kind of, and then we'll talk about where to get them and different things. Sure. Um, well, it, it all started out as a joke. I own a clip art company called Vector Tunes, and I made some um, shocking children's book covers as part of a Facebook ads campaign that we did, and the. Um, the covers became somewhat viral in social media and I had this TikTok channel going. So one day I just showed a cover of a book on TikTok and I said, my name is Brad Goss. I write children's books and my publisher always rejects them. And I showed the cover of the book and that video got, I think 2 million views. And when I started reading through the comments, people were like, can you read these books to us? We need to hear the words of the book. And I hadn't, ever written one. And that was why daddy hits mommy. So I wrote uh, a rhyming um, uh, verse to go along with the book. And I read that and it got 2 million views. And then everybody said, why can't we see the pictures, which I hadn't put together. So then I did that. (laughs) And then before I knew it, you know, here I am a year later with 43 of these books published on Amazon. And, um, you know, 12 million views a month on TikTok. So it really sounds like this is a fan-inspired project. Yeah. Yeah, it started out with as as kind of a small joke and then now it's developed into, you know, every time I do a book, it gets published first and then it gets read on TikTok so people can buy it because they go looking for them. Now, do you think this is something you would have kind of come into your own without the help of the uh, people requesting these? Do you think you would have eventually moved into uh, this kind of writing, this kind of I- this ideas? I don't know. Um, I, you know, I, I was striving to um, become a comedian more and more. And uh, really, it just came down to listening to what people were asking for rather than trying to guess what they're going to laugh at. Um, and that has worked really well. What's your favorite book you've written? I, I got enough. Conjoined Twins and Dead Babies are my two favorite books. <laughs> Sorry, it makes me laugh. Oh, man, just, so, just like... those titles hit me differently, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Babies, a series of short life stories, and then Conjoined oh, Twins. Oh, God. <laughs> and then Conjoined Twins, <laughs> uh, so many unanswered questions. And then the new one, the Conjoined Twins Part 2 came out today, which is uh, Where Does One End and the Other Begin? Oh, God. Ooh. <laughs> no, where, so everyone knows, where can they find your books? Where can they find you? I always go into the social media thing before we start taking questions from Twitter, because what ends up happening is we get to the show and then I have no more time. So where can everyone <laughs> find you? Amazon is the easiest place to find me. I have a website, bradzy.com, B-R-A-D-S-Y. Dot com, uh, but you can just search my name, Brad Goss, on Amazon, and you'll find uh, 43 uh, books to choose from. Very nice. And it's and 43 Jared, books. And that's over, sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, so I was like, that's amazing. That is an amazing number of books. Thanks. Well, yeah, I was actually going to ask, how did it seem like it's happened so fast? Did you feel it took a long time or especially from a 43 uh, bucks? I started in November, you know, on TikTok. So it's almost been a year. I mean, it, it, it doesn't, I mean, I, it, it doesn't feel like a long time, but I mean, if I look at all the work that was done, it looks like a lot of work. It looks like a long time. It does. Now, oh, yeah, so that's where everyone can find you. So that's where everyone can find you. Guys, I encourage you to go watch his TikTok. He is funny as hell. He really Thank is. You. Now, what, for you, what has been the hardest thing about getting these books out? Um, dealing with um, people who are extremely negative. I've had people try to get me fired. Um, oh, stick I up their ass Karens. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I own my own company, so the emails went <laughs> fell on deaf ears. <laughs> they go right um, to you. Oh, yeah, my God. Please right tell me someone were... wanted to speak to the boss. Like, like somebody well, so, wanted to speak to your boss. Speak to the manager. Yeah, I did, have, I, I did have people come in on social media and say, um, you have someone working for you named Brad Goss who is making uh, offensive TikToks, and um, you, should, you should look at these videos closely and decide whether or not you want to keep him as an employee. And um, Ooh, wow. I said, uh, they send you know, formal complaints to you. Oh yeah, yeah. I've had a few of them now. And, they um, told you on yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <funniest thing. laughs> this is the greatest situation to be in. Like, I can't be fired, and you're already talking to the boss. So, and I usually just respond and say, "Thanks, we'll look into it." Brad, you know, I found my name. Oh. That just, it, it does. It just tickles me. Everyone is so I mean, if you don't like the book, don't read it. If you don't like his TikToks, don't watch it. This isn't Clockwork Orange. No one's sitting there holding your eyes open. I don't get it. <laughs> I think that the other thing is that, is that, you know, a TikTok has definitely been, um, I've had about 40 videos taken down by TikTok. So trying to navigate you know, what they say in their community guidelines versus what they actually allow and don't allow on their, on their platform is very different. So it's taken you, a little bit of time for me to get used to um, what rules I'm breaking and what, what invisible rules I'm breaking. So I've seen you be shadow banned about 30 times. I went through back through your videos. You've been like yeah. shadow banned a lot. Yeah. But yeah. it hasn't stopped. You know, I'm, I'm still getting new people following me and new people watching my videos. So either I've overcome the shadow bands or, uh, you know, who knows how long. You've, you've, you've overwhelmed the algorithm, actually. So it's Maybe as I funny have. as it sounds. You, no, you really have. So my whole job, what I do is I uh, work with studios, work with companies, work with films, and I, I make people famous. I tell them, you do this, you do this, you do this. This is how you get out there. This is how you get the following. You do all of this. You've done everything right despite doing everything wrong. Yours is the most interesting case I've ever seen. So I've actually, <laughs> looking, at your, looking at your TikTok, I'm like, huh, you can't overwhelm the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> you just see really? that. Yeah, I think so I've got like 700 videos up on my profile. You, yes, and you also overwhelmed me. <laughs> but it was, uh, it, was, it was really good. You actually overwhelmed the algorithm, and people liked you enough that the algorithm is making exceptions. I found it interesting. That is interesting. 
I knew. So part of what I do is I go in um, on all platforms and I intentionally screw things up. Like I do everything wrong. So I see what sets it off. And then I talk to, you know, clients and people I work with and watching yours, I found new ways to get banned. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I found figure out what not to do. You did. And that's my, my whole job's figuring out what not to do. I was like, man, I could have skipped a lot of this and just looked at your page. Um, but people love you. They really love your work. And right now with everything going on, everyone kind of needs a laugh. So I think what you're doing there is really awesome. Why now, Why the subject matter? Why the dead babies? I just have a dark sense of humor and that's where my mind goes. And it's really easy for me to indulge that side of myself. You know, I have probably, I don't know, maybe 19 or 20 voices in my head at any given time. And they tell me what to write and I write it. I love it. Well, I'm waiting for your book on me too. You've got to do at least one on Hollywood on, uh, on stage parents. I should do one on stage parents or at least you should. parents. Uh-huh. You should sleep with that judge. We'll win. Um, I've legit <laughs> seen that in Hollywood. I'm not kidding. It's horrible. Like it's, it's really horrible, but you should, you should do it on point. like, <laughs> On, the, on that sort of thing. Now, for you, uh, you're getting a lot of fame. You're getting a lot of notoriety. You're getting very, very popular. Something I keep telling people is the film industry and the entertainment industry was always going into in the direction of the internet. This is where we were always going. Coronavirus didn't change it. It just sped it up. But it's changed completely. The big stars of tomorrow are coming off of the internet where once upon a time they came off television and films and you know once even radio but now it's it's the internet and i see you really rising above everyone else you're funny you're talented you're putting out these great books um when this is over have what do you want to do with it what do you want to do with this now i would love to go on a stand-up comedy tour are you going to read your books Probably, yeah. I, I tested yes. just before just before this started. I tested reading books to a to a, a stand up audience at an open mic, and it went extremely well. That's fantastic. You have people who are puppeteers. You have guys who play music, like a guitar, and now we have a reader. We do. We we have somebody reading us children books. One of my favorite children's books is "Go the Fuck to Sleep." It's read by Samuel L. Jackson. Just his version is the one I like. <laughs> I like your stuff better. Fantastic. <laughs> Now, for you, what's been the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome um, since getting big online and, and with all the bands and with all, just with everything, what's been the biggest obstacle? Um, probably just my own laziness. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, it, it, of all the things that, that slow me down, sometimes I'll have, you know, four or five book ideas in my head and I won't do anything for, you know, a couple of weeks. Um, and it's, sometimes it's just procrastinating. Sometimes I'm just not feeling creative. And, and so I've kind of embraced that. And then when I do feel creative, I might do six books in a weekend. Um, you know, and so that's, that's been an obstacle and definitely just kind of overcoming the, the fear of, um, you know, am I, am I pushing this too far? Am I going to get banned? Am I going to disappear and, and, you know, lose this, um, this fantastic audience that I've built is probably the biggest obstacle, the fear of that happening. 
Especially in, because today's a very PC environment. I mean, one of my favorite uh, films of all times, well, actually most of my favorite films are by Mel Brooks, but you couldn't make most of his films today. No. He and talked about race you, too much. Yep. And, and I loved it. It's like Blazing Saddles is the greatest film of all time. Don't care what anyone else says, that's my opinion. <laughs> but <laughs> in, in your case, you really are touching on subject matter that is really sensitive to people. And you've managed to straddle that line uh, between funny and offensive. And a little bit offensive can be funny. It's, it's cathartic almost. Um, how do you deal with, you, you know, you said you've responded to a few of the Karens, but do you get many of them online? Oh, yeah. I get a ton of them on, uh, on TikTok. And, I, you know, I've learned to respond to them um, with, you know, my I, I don't care attitude. Um, you know, it, it, it just Honestly, comes back quite with, gracefully. you know. Yeah, and, and if, if, you know, sometimes the best way to respond to people, and it's funny, this has happened multiple times, where I've done a video reply to someone who was being very mean or saying, let's cancel this guy or saying, you know, something, something that needed to be replied to. And, you know, these people who leave these public comments, they're not prepared to back them up. So I'll film a video reply to their comment and then they'll get so many people arguing with them that they'll, they'll message me and beg me to take down the video. Um, that's yeah, you know, that's a good way. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's, you know, it's like, it's an interesting stance because it's like, you know, I had one kid that said, let's cancel this guy. And I didn't even respond to him and a whole bunch of people. He was like one of the first people to comment on a video. And he said, let's cancel this guy. And so many people piled on top of him that he messaged me on Instagram and he said, can you please tell everybody to back off? I'm the guy who said, let's cancel you. <laughs> and so I sent him a message. <laughs> That's and I said, so you want, so you want me to, you know, you wanted me to lose my job and lose my ability to feed my kids and you want me to help you now. And I just said, I'm sorry, I don't get involved in people's lives. Oh, no. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I don't know. I think I, think I would help underestimate it. what that means. They say let's cancel this person, but they underestimate the impact that that actually has. I agree. I, that I agree with. I think that we've definitely gotten too pissy in a lot of ways. There are a lot of cases, Harvey Weinstein, where it should happen. But for the sure. most part, it's gotten ridiculous. And I think that, I don't know. See, I would have helped him. And then I would have made him feel indebted. And then I would have made his life miserable. But I'm kind of an asshole. So I like, I'm like, I'm, I like how you handled it. Like, I'm, I'm way more of a dick than you are. Um, I, I like that. <laughs> You're just you like, of, I'm not getting involved. And that's a brilliant way of handling it. And the sad thing is when you think about online sometimes, the words lack of responsibility come up. And so that's a great yep. way to kind of, for people to kind of hear the music, you know, own what you say. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and I've always, I mean, I've been online for a long time and I've always dealt with trolls and they don't scare me. They don't bother me. And I'm really good at trolling them back. So it's not something like I have a pretty thick skin when it comes to reading comments. It's a good way to be, especially if you're going to be in comedy. Yeah. Good God. The entertainment yeah. industry sucks. Uh, I, I love you, Paramount. Don't fire me. Um, but I will <laughs> say the, the uh, for for now we've we've got about four minutes till the end of the show. A, a lot of questions I'm getting 
is how do you go about writing books? A lot of people here want to write books. They want to um, do kind of their own humorous books, but they're afraid to. They're afraid of reactions. And some of them just don't know how to go about doing it. It's easy. I mean, I self-publish my own books. I use Amazon's self-publishing platform. It's called KDP. Um, you can just Google KDP by Amazon. Um, I think it stands for Kindle Direct Publishing, but you can publish paperbacks with them. Um, they provide you all the templates and tools for free, and you can upload your book for free, and it can be on Amazon tomorrow for free. Anybody can do it. It's not that complicated. Um, you know, my advice is just do it. Just put, just put up your first book and start promoting it. And for me, the, you know, the, the thing that I've learned is that sharing the book, reading the entire book on a video doesn't hurt sales. It only helps sales. So I've seen a lot of people who come to me and they're like, Hey, you know, I want to, I want to write a book. I have a children's book inside me or I have a humor book inside me, but I don't want to share it like you're sharing it because I don't want to give it away. And my response to them is always the same. Give it away. That's how you get people to buy your book. You read it online and then they want a copy as a gift or something else. And the idea that you, that you need to keep it from people and hide it is, is ridiculous. You need to share it with the world. Well, I think yours you know, needs to be I a television show. What's that? Yeah, really you should. We need to turn yours into a TV show. I would love to have a TV show. I think no, that, your books would make idea. an excellent television show. I think I could give Mr. Rogers a run for his money. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just the right direction oh, for now with everything going on. Now, do you have anything? We've got about two minutes left. Do you have anything you want to say to everyone out there? Aside from definitely go follow him. <laughs> uh, I mean, definitely. If you're thinking about writing a book, you know, don't be afraid to be crappy. Don't be afraid to put something up that's crappy. Um, you know, my, if I look at my first books compared to my 40th books, there's definitely, you know, some improvements that were made along the way. And so I want, you know, don't be afraid to be not perfect with your first couple of books and just start putting stuff out there. Um, that's, that's my advice. And, and, um, uh, definitely check my stuff out on Amazon, check my stuff out on, uh, on, um, TikTok. We're going to put up some links so you guys can follow him. Go give him some love. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, Brad. I really appreciate that. I'd love to have you on again if we can talk you into it. Because yeah, I have like 8 million back. questions we didn't ask. So I'm going to hold you to that. You said it on air. That's legally binding. Um, I'm in. So I'm going to um, I'm, I'm going to get to some of these questions with him. I promise, guys. We'll talk about it next time. I just got caught up talking. It's not my fault. He's funny. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Check him out, guys. Thank you to my special guest co-host today. Bear Fiorda. You can find him on Bear uh, Bear Fiorda on TikTok. You can find. Where can we find you, Jared? Uh, literally everywhere is Bear Fiorda. Look for the guy punching stuff. Yeah, look for the guy punching stuff. He's my special guest co-host today. And go check out Brad Goss. He is freaking fantastic, guys. His books are funny. And if you don't like his humor, go watch something else. Don't complain just because I find him funny. Brad, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Guys, we will see you next week. I'm Summer Helene. I know you know where to find me because you always find me on uh, Twitter and torture me. So I'll see you guys next week. Good night.
Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.